Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Is it just one game for the Lakers, or should Laker fans be worried because it's over? Well, listen, um, you know, LeBron James violated uh, NBA protocols by being at a tequila party uh, last week. Uh, And the good news is he won't have to worry about violating NBA protocols for much longer because it's over. Oh, shut your Uh, mouth. This is over. This is a wrap. Close the coffin on the Los Angeles Lakers. taken out of context man that's how they do you huh get a bunch of bitter laker fans back there i'm yeah, just trying to well, do a professional radio show here brady quinn yeah it's all i'm trying to do they they got to keep those balls clean right of course they do uh, all right brady quinn jonas knox in for clay travis this is outkick the coverage here on fox sports radio uh coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on fsr uh many people are wondering if somebody broke the rules if there were rules that were broken it's an nfl story uh and we will get to that here uh coming up in uh, about 10 minutes from now on fox sports radio uh right now always kind enough to 
join the program. She is a show favorite, and we're happy she's on with us here uh, on FSR. Uh, Shannon Spake from Fox Sports uh, with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Shannon, Jonas and Brady Quinn in for Clay. Uh, thank you for, uh, for settling for the B and C team here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Jonas, I'm just glad you gave me some separation between my intro and Brady just saying that they have to keep their balls clean. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm well, all I'm thankful for. Shannon, I need there's, a separation. There's, uh, there's a little I more. I didn't know to that. how you were going to lead into me with that one. Yeah. Well, there's a little more behind the scenes here at uh, Fox Radio. Yeah, so. you know that's, yeah. that's how it goes. <laughs> um, Shannon, so I, I want to ask you this because I, I was thinking about it. I know you've been to how how many different racetracks have you been to? to cover NASCAR or state, like just ballpark figure, stadiums, arenas, tracks that you've been to to cover sporting events. How many do you think you've been to in your life? Um, 150, 200. I mean, between 100, maybe 100 college, NFL, uh, college basketball, uh, and, and obviously NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, so many. I've been to so many. I've been so blessed. Uh, to be a part of such incredible environment. So the reason I ask that is with fans returning to stadiums and it's starting to ramp up and you get the NFL that sends notice that, you know, almost all the stadiums, uh, training camps are going to be filled with, uh, the fans are going to be back to these stadiums, to these venues, all of this. If you had to instruct people listening right now who want to get back to a game, want to get back to a race, want to get back to a sporting event, Shannon Spake's top three or five venues to go to that they need to get to now that things are opening back up, what would they be? Yeah, so I actually had this list for a long time and know exactly what they are. So (laughs) in NASCAR, Talladega, no question, is my favorite racetrack. There's something so... Uh, just uh, real about Talladega. It doesn't just start like it's it's the, the the location of it. The actual track itself is massive, right? It's huge. It's um it's it's eight, like I think like I, I would be lying right now. I'd have to look it up. But you, I think you can fit like eleven or twelve football fields in there. It's that big. The actual uh, track itself, and then you have just the surrounding areas. Like you literally make a turn. Uh, to turn into the area where the track is, and people are already selling firewood on this side. It's just an experience, the whole thing. Talladega is definitely in my top five. Uh, I love Alabama. I think Alabama is a is – a, I have never covered a huge game there, like an LSU or one of those games, but I've covered just a game, and it's still off the charts for me. Just because of the proximity of the fans, you feel like it's a big, huge stadium – but it feels like the fans are so close to you. Uh, Big Blue Nation would kill me if I didn't say Rupp Arena because I've covered so many (laughs) games at Rupp Arena. So they would literally come down on me, and so I have to say Rupp Arena. Uh, But Allen Fieldhouse, I'm going to tie them up, right? Allen Fieldhouse and and Cameron Indoor are, are, my goodness. I I covered a Duke-Kentucky game. I'm sorry, a Kentucky-Kansas game at Allen Fieldhouse. And I remember I was there with the game day folks, and all of us were blown away at what we experienced. Just the rock chalk and everything that they do leading up. Uh, so what is that? That's three because two of them are tied. Um, jump around at, at um, Wisconsin is something that you'll like. I've, it's the most amazing thing. I, Brady, have you been there for jump around before? I, I have. I have. I, I've yeah. got a story. I'll wait till you're done. I'll, kind of, I'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And then, listen, only because Brady is on the show, I've got to throw Notre Dame Stadium yeah, in there. Yeah, there it is. I will tell you this. There it so is. So we went, 
Yes. So I had never been there before. My dad is all in, goes to games once a year. I get that T-shirt in the mail every single year and have for like <laughs> the last 15 years. Uh, so he's all in. Mike Bray is a good friend of mine. So he hooked us up with tickets and hooked us up with parking passage, which I think is more important than the tickets, to be honest with you. Um, and we went, we watched, and I know this is cheesy, but we watched Rudy the night before with my kids. And, you know, they're 11. And so we got all in and we went there. And you really feel like you step back in time at Notre Dame Stadium. Like you, you're sitting on, on literally like bleachers. The band comes out. You feel like you step back in time. So it's one of my favorites as well. Definitely a little more old-fashioned with how they conduct things. But more family-friendly, I'd say. You know, I, I grew up going to Buckeye games when I was young, Shannon. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, being out there tailgating and throwing a football around and just some of the stuff you kind of hear, you're like, oh, okay. When, when you go to like a Notre Dame game, the tailgate, it's just a little bit different. It's a little more family oriented. Not as many people getting in fights or throwing, you know, hot dogs at each other or whatever else. Um, I, I do want to ask you this, though, just, just in regards to last year, like now that we've had a kind of a second to mm-hmm. just step back and evaluate like what took place, how crazy of an adjustment is it to just from, and you've been in a profession for so long, being able to be in stadiums, around fans, around that, like what do you witness from your standpoint professionally from how it changed things, not even having access at times or not even being able to be around fans, but also from the players and coaches how different it was, everything that occurred last year? Yeah, I mean, you guys know you're in this industry, and I feel like when you all go through something together, it almost kind of galvanizes you and makes you a little closer. And and I do feel like the, the curtain was pulled back on a lot of things this year, like you know, you know, Brady, like when a lot of times when you do an away team, you're on a conference call. It's so impersonal. And this yeah. year we did Zooms with everybody. And we, while we weren't sitting in a conference room talking to some of these guys, I mean, we had one coach during, and I'll, I won't name his name, but we had one coach during an interview, like we were doing a Zoom. He's like laying on his hotel bed with like the, the phone <laughs> in his hand, you know, and we're all like, what is going on? And so I do feel like there was a lot of like that was pulled back in a lot of ways because because it was such a weird space that we were going through. But, I mean, I'll tell you, I did a game in in Minnesota at the Vikings that, I mean, that place, when it's rocking, there is nothing like that place. So, there, i got to add that one to my list as well. Because they do the skull, they have, I mean, it is incredible. And I do a game there, and there are no fans. And these players are running out of the locker room. They're creating their own energy because they have to. And then I go, like, the next week or or two weeks later, and I'm in Dallas where there's 30,000 people. And you're like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Because you're just like, it's such a stark contrast from one week to the next. Being in the stadium stands, not the 11 to 12 o'clock hour for me, was always my favorite because that's the time when the guys come out, they're in their street clothes or just warm-up clothes, they're hanging out, you can sit down on the turf with them, you can hang out and talk to them. That's when you build your relationships, and we didn't get that last year. I missed it a lot. And, uh, and just doing everything from that first row, listen, you got a different perspective. You definitely heard things that you've never heard before. I, uh, I cheered an Adrian Peterson, like, 25-yard run one day. I was behind the Bears bench, and I was like, yes, because it was Adrian Peterson, and the Bears players turned around and looked at me, and I was like, hi. I mean, it's just, uh, it was a very different world. It was a very different world. 
Uh, Shannon Spake joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox, uh, uh, Brady Quinn in for Clay Travis here on FSR. So we were talking about this uh, yesterday, Shannon, about golf and sort of, you know, it was great seeing Phil Mickelson win, um, you know, but as far as rivalries go, the Brooks Kepka bryson DeChambeau rivalry after that video went viral seems to have taken on another level and another layer. And people are, are you know, talking about, you know, let's build around – the idea of that rivalry. Is there something like that? Are there a couple of guys in NASCAR who you know without a doubt cannot stand each other? 100% can't stand each other. It's an issue, and everybody that covers the sport knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think Joey Logano has, um, I mean, he, he'll tell you, right? I mean, he's definitely made some people mad over the years, whether it be Kirk, uh, Kyle Busch. Um, Brad Kozlowski is another guy who, it, and a lot of it has to do with, like, Kyle Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Brad Keselowski and Carl Edwards when Carl Edwards was driving. I mean, those two did not like each other. The main difference, I think, between NASCAR and maybe golf is a little bit like this, but I, I do believe those guys stay in hotels and not motorhomes, is that when these drivers get off the track, they go to their motorhome. And, I mean, these are like $3 million motorhomes. They're not like, you know, they're not like pull-behinds. These are their homes away from home, and they're parked inches or feet away from their competitors because they're in what we call the driver motorhome lot. So they have to see each other. They walk outside in the morning, and their kids are playing with each other. Uh, it's, a, it's a very different world, and this is like 36, 40 weeks of, out of the year that they spend this amount of time with each other. And, and so it's a very different world than I think a lot of places. But those drivers will tell you, I just did a sit-down with Kyle Busch, who's you know, arguably the best driver in NASCAR. And he told me from a very young age, his dad said, you don't bring your friends to the racetrack. You have your friends outside the racetrack. When you're on that track, these guys aren't your friends. Uh, again, it's a very different world, too, because they're, I mean, they're driving cars at 180 miles per hour. So you, there's a certain level of respect that you have to give your competitor, regardless of how much you dislike them because they're they're dangerous machines and and uh things can go wrong very quickly but yeah there's there's a lot of it and every once in a while you'll see them every once in a while you'll see them throw those helmets off and pull those uh those uh those gloves off and start to throw down not often but uh but it happens all right, so Coca-Cola 600 is this weekend, uh, coming up 6 Eastern time. Uh, and now you will be there, correct, Shannon, as far as the coverage of the Coca-Cola 600? So we do the pre-race show out of our virtual studios. Okay. If you guys ever make it to Charlotte, you got to come by. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. We built this. We built this huge studio a couple of years ago. We do all the pre-race shows there and all of the race hubs there. Uh, but we're right down the street. We actually, on Saturday... Uh, this is the fourth time that we're doing something called Drivers Only. Eric Shanks, Jacob Ullman, those guys had a great idea to have drivers take over the broadcast. And so basically cool. every single one of our roles are filled by a, a cup driver in the Xfinity Series race. So that's on Saturday. And then the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday, myself and Jamie McMurray and Larry McReynolds, we will be in studio. And so we'll be there pre-race, we'll be there post-race, 600 miles, each one of the cars has a fallen soldier's name on the car, and so they call it 600 Miles of Remembrance. And That's awesome. I, again, I've That's done great. every single sport, you guys, and nothing compares to NASCAR's pre-race celebrations, and especially on Memorial Day. It is special. I don't know how it will be different this year because of COVID. We do have, we're, we're allowed to have full capacity this weekend. They can sell this baby out. So I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be pretty fantastic. 
That is awesome. That That's is awesome. awesome. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Shannon, we appreciate it. Like I said, uh, you know, being the uh, B team, we weren't sure if you were going to be uh, too cool for us or if you were going to be able to well, make time I mean, for us. Hey, Shannon, I-, I listen to you and Clay. Don't you guys usually talk about The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Isn't there something, something like this some of that talk in there, too? <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff. I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette anymore. I actually watch, like, the first night when everyone gets drunk and wants to fight people, and then I tune out because it just gets too <laughs> dramatic for me. But I do That's... like to see everyone make a little bit of a fool of themselves. Hey, I got uh, I know you guys are having this conversation about how tough is LeBron. I want you to look up a guy named Ricky Rudd, who is a race car driver, who taped his eyes open one time when he had um, a facial, and, a, and I think I'm sure he drove with a concussion, taped his eyes open so that he could get in that race car and race. This is a true story. Wow. So- I mean, Shannon, the question is, was he seeing three different tracks? Exactly. I mean, that's, on, that's the question. Did he have to pick the one in the middle? Maybe, but but if his car hit the track, he would not have been able to. I mean, it would have actually hit, right? It it wouldn't. There would be no no question that it that it hit. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, get her on Twitter <laughs> at Shannon Spake. Shannon, we appreciate it. Always good stuff. Always a good listen. And uh, you'll be joining Clay, I'm sure, next week as well. And and uh, have fun. Great coverage for a great event this weekend. Uh, the Coca Cola 600. Thanks, Shannon. You guys have fun today, of course. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Jonas and Brady in for Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right, so this um, this Julio Jones, uh, Shannon Sharp uh, situation in which Shannon Sharp called him on the air uh, and Julio Jones said, I'm out of there. And, you know, just that, that, that whole drama that went down. Right. Apparently, apparently, this has, quote, unquote, become a real big deal. And a oh, has it? Yeah, yeah a, pro- a problem. Oh, okay. uh, and th- that according to reports who say that, you know, uh, Fox Sports is involved. Oh, I, don't yeah. know, I, yeah. I don't know how deep you want to get into all that based on your relationship and all that. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, Amy Dash, who's a legal reporter, she's done a lot of stuff at Fox Sports Radio. She's awesome. She sent out a tweet last night that said, I've heard Julio Jones knew. That he was that he knew about it and he was okay with it. The Falcons yeah. uh, apparently were quote unquote blindsided by this oh, and, gosh. All, and all that. Can you imagine what they're going through right now? Can you imagine? It's it's. Ter- I mean, it's it's even worse than what LeBron's going through. I know it's yeah. it's just awful. Um, <laughs> the, but but the uh, this, I find it hard to believe right. that he wasn't at least clued in to the fact that. Hey, you know, this is going to well, be this is going to uh, go over the air. Let me let me stop you before you go any further cuz that only matters if Julio didn't know and he was going to press charges because it, it's a two consent uh law in the state of California, right? So that only matters if that's going to be the case. Julio is not pressing charges against Shannon Sharp for that, okay? So let's just take that out of the equation. This has become an issue because the Falcons feel like they've been caught blindsided. News flash to the Atlanta Falcons organization. If he would have done this on Instagram and said this, you still would have been in the same exact spot. And in fact, he told you after the season he didn't want to be there anymore. What do you think was going to happen? And so do you really want to create a stir about all this when in reality, if you're the NFL, this is what this has done. It's created during the playoffs of the NBA, during the playoffs of the NHL, 
during one of the best victories we've ever seen in a major in golf, your story still dominates the headline. Your 365-day-a-year sport that does only plays in the fall and into the winter has somehow dominated year-round. And it's because of stuff like this. No one sells drama like the NFL does. Yeah. And so are you going to sit there and tell me you are legitimately upset or the NFL, there could be backlash to Fox Sports? Give me a break. You've got to be kidding me. They're not going to do anything with this, okay? Because if the player could have come out and done it on, its, uh, on his own and publicly stated, I'm out of here. I don't want to be in Atlanta anymore. I appreciate everything that they've done, the fans have done, all that stuff, but I'm out. The only difference is it was now orchestrated through a show that, to be quite honest with you, what this does, this takes pressure off of Julio. This is why it's brilliant. Because Shannon Sharp, who I believe is in a contract negotiation, he flexes like he does. I mean, he doesn't need to flex, by the way. The dude is as yoked up as you'll find. Yeah, he is. But he shows you the power he has when he wants to dial up a star in the NFL he can do it, and they're picking up, by the way, which is a whole separate conversation. Like, it's one thing to have someone who's like a big name in your phone. It's another one to have them pick up. <laughs> you know, like two completely separate conversations. <laughs> like, you try to call me all the time. I never pick up, right? Yes, so that would that, never that's work that's for you. That's a great point. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the reality point. is this. It's good for Shannon Sharp, especially in the situ- situation that he's in right now, and it's good for Julio. Because now it gets across the, no, 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 no. I'm serious about this, Atlanta. I told you after the season I didn't want to be there anymore. You've waited around. You lost all the leverage because then you went and drafted my replacement in Kyle Pitts. This isn't on me. This is on you. And they found a unique way where now everyone's kind of talking about what Shannon Sharp did instead of what Julio Jones wants. But what does it do? It keeps the NFL still in the news, even with playoffs and everything else. And it allows this to come to the forefront with Atlanta saying, look, you've you got to make a decision. Like, this is the point now where you've got to make a decision. And I'm sure teams are calling. There's probably a number of teams that are calling with their best offer to get this thing done so they can get them in there before training camp. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. We make room now for OutKick's NBA Insider. You also read him and see him on Sports Illustrated. He is the great Chris Mannix, uh, NBA Insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Chris, Jonas and Brady uh, in for Clay. We appreciate you hopping on. What's going on, guys? Uh, just hanging out. We're trying to figure out whether or not the uh, Lakers-Sun series is now over based on the split the Lakers get, but also Chris Paul's injury. What's your feeling and takeaway from that game uh, or that series after last night? Well, I think the the latter is the bigger issue. I think if Chris Paul is healthy going into Game 3, uh, I believe, what is it, on Thursday, um, it, the Suns can still get back in this series. I don't think the Lakers are infallible, and I think Phoenix does enough things with their front court, the physicality with DeAndre Ayton. They've got enough shooters to get them back. But, I mean, Chris Paul is the ball game here. I mean, campaign was brilliant last night, but you can't count on a guy that was basically playing in China last year to 
to be your number one point guard in a series against the Lakers. It's just too much to ask for. So, uh, you know, the status of Chris Paul's shoulder, which clearly from moment one wasn't right, which is why you didn't see him on the floor for most of the second half of that game. Uh, if he's not you know, able to play 30-plus minutes in this game, uh, game three, uh, the Suns, I think, are done. So, Chris, I was going to actually argue the, the opposite, uh, only that, that it's more about AD because his performance last night, the way he played, LeBron calls him out after game one. He admittedly said, I've done this before, he responds. He did respond in a big way. What is the difference that you see when AD plays like that? I know there's a, a lot of talk, too, about him and Andre Drummond being on the, on the court at the same time. AD doesn't play as well. What does it take, though, to get AD to play this way that could potentially lead him to another championship? Well, I mean, I think you can count on him to play that way more often than not. I mean, game one was a disappointment, and AD has had injury problems all season long. But when he was healthy, you know, he was an all-NBA type of player. I mean, the last year and a half, two years, he has really settled into his role playing opposite LeBron James. I mean, he, he thrives clearly more when he's playing the center position. doesn't like to do it that often, but when you put him at the five, I think he's better equipped to, to dominate the game offensively. So, I, I you know, after game one, I wasn't looking around going, oh, boy, is Anthony Davis going to bounce back? He's just too good. He's been doing this too too often to let DeAndre Ayton get the best of him in, in back-to-back games. I do think, again, the key is going to be playing him more minutes at the five. Drummond can start the game at the five and be that physical presence early Against against that Aiton, but you know, as the game kind of progresses, you've got to put uh, you know Davis at that center spot and play a little bit smaller because that is clearly the Lakers' best offensive lineup. He is Chris Mannix, uh, Outkicks uh, NBA Insider. You also see him on Sports Illustrated. You can get him on Twitter at Chris Mannix. Joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, in for Clay Travis here on FSR. Um, the other team in LA, that's uh, at, at SI Chris Mannix, by the way, on Twitter, at SI Chris Mannix. The other team in LA, the Clippers, now find themselves down two games to none. Uh, I believe they've lost their last five playoff games going all the way back to the bubble last year. They don't have an answer for Luka, what is happening with the Clippers uh, now that we see them in the postseason having to go on the road down two zip to Dallas? Uh, the, the, the series is over. It's, it's, I mean, that's, you know, that, that was the ball game last night for the Clippers. That was the series. Like the fourth quarter, down, I think, nine points. Uh, they had to dig deep, and they didn't. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised by that with this Clippers team. I mean, Kawhi Leonard said it. He, he warned us before the start of the playoffs that – The Clippers had the talent to win the whole thing, but it all came down to what was between their ears. Did they have the mental toughness? They didn't show mental toughness in the bubble last year and didn't do anything to really change the roster significantly enough to tell you that they were going to have it uh, this year. And they went up against a team or are going up against a team that is not remotely afraid of them. I mean, the Mavericks went down to six games last, uh, last year to the Clippers, but they did that with Porzingis being out after game three with Luka Doncic playing on a bum ankle, and you know, with Tim Hardaway Jr. not the same player, with Jalen Brunson not the same player, the vastly improved Mavericks team from the one the Clippers saw at the end of last season. Whereas the Clippers, they just seem like they're going through the motions sometimes. I mean, I'm watching that game in the fourth quarter, and they're throwing away entry passes, and Nick Batum was committing a ridiculous foul with two seconds left in the shot clock late in the fourth. I mean, they're just... 
They make so many mental mistakes that you can't count on this team to win anything. So I, I don't see – they're not going to come back and win four of the next five against Dallas. I mean, this team has not dug deep at any point in the last two years to, to win in a situation like this. There's no reason to believe that, that they're going to do it now. That, last night was – that was their season, and they blew it. And now they're going to go into an off season at some point with so many questions. I mean, we could be seeing the end of this Clippers team with Kawhi a free agent and not a lot of flexibility uh, to improve. I mean, you can't underscore enough what an unmitigated disaster last night was for the Clippers. Yeah, and then and, and look, I'd ask you about the, the Brooklyn-Boston series, but it, it seems like that one's over too, <laughs> uh, Brooklyn being up 2-0. I want, I want to turn to tonight's games. Um, you got a loaded pack of games. Which one in particular are you looking forward to the most? I, I've been watching Atlanta, New York. Um, I, I feel like that's the one that's going to be the most intriguing, or at least has been the most fun to watch so far one game in. Yeah, Atlanta, New York is interesting to me. Um, you know, how the Knicks bounce back, specifically Julius Randle, who just destroyed the Hawks in the regular season, averaged 37 points per game in, in those three games. It was really limited. In, uh, in game one, 15 points on a poor shooting percentage. How does he bounce back? I mean, just the most improved player. Uh, do we get that version of Julius Randle in game two? But I'll tell you, the, the most interesting game to me on the slate is Utah and Memphis. I mean, Utah went all season long building the best record in the NBA. I think they tried to steal a game one without Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I think he, he clearly felt he was healthy enough to play, but I think the Jazz wanted to give him a couple more games thinking they could handle Memphis at home. Uh, that backfired on them. Now they've got Mitchell coming back. He's going up against an all-world defender, a guy that was second-team all-defense on my ballot, Dylan Brooks, who has had a phenomenal stretch in the play-in games and in game one against the Jazz. I mean, this is, you know, not to get too hyperbolic again, but this is kind of the Jazz season here. I mean, they've, they've done and made amazing strides from where they were at this time last year. Dysfunctional, uh, the Gobert-Mitchell relationship looked like it was going to fall apart. They have bounced back in a big way, but they cannot afford to go down 0-2 to this Memphis team going back uh, to Memphis. So I, I'm fascinated to see how the Jazz facing real adversity uh, as a true contender for the first time in, uh, in their time together, how they respond in this one. Uh, last one for Chris Mannix here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn in for Clay Travis. Um, why was Christoph Porzingis fined, but LeBron James not for violating league protocols? Well, the way it was explained to me, and, and you can take it for what it's worth, is you know LeBron was at an outdoor event where everyone was tested, or at least this is how it was portrayed. Everyone was tested and um, you know vaccinated, all that stuff. They took they took precautions uh, for that event. Whereas Chris Porzingis basically went to a club, which um, the NBA <laughs> decided was you know yeah. uh, putting aside why he's going to a club in you know in LA. Uh, between games one and two, I, I don't know what that is, but that, that's basically what it what it came down to. Porzingis just went to, a, you know, a, a place where there were no protocols in place, and LeBron went to another. I think there is a little measure of hypocrisy there. Perhaps they should have <laughs> fined LeBron, you know, for that. But uh, you know, whatever at this well, point, Chris. I mean, What's wrong with going to a you know, club between game one and game two? You're in L.A. Yeah, I mean, someone, yeah. someone questioned why not? Work hard, play hard. Maybe he's got I something mean, to eat. In a different climate, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't care. However, I mean, look, teams of, you know, the Dallas Mavericks going back to 2006 when they lost 
the finals. You know, that was because too many club and too many club nights out in Miami <laughs> during that final series. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, at some well, point, there's plenty of examples, right? David Wells, maybe some of the best of people performing I really mean, well you got, after you the got ball, all, after like, the club. You got all you get all year to do whatever you want. Porzingis can live in LA if he wants to um, in the off season. Just kind of lock in and, and go and stay home over the, the next uh, couple of weeks. I mean, it's such a massive series. I, look, I, I didn't care one way or the other. I just think it is, you know, the NBA knew that this type of stuff was coming. Like, if you're going to find Porzingis, well, why not LeBron? I care less because it was a fine, like, you know, whatever. Porzingis is a max player. I mean, 50 grand to him doesn't really mean a heck of a lot. Um, same thing with LeBron James. If Porzingis had been suspended, and that's, that's kind of the question here, right? Like, you know, both these guys, like, violating health and safety protocols, oftentimes that leaves a guy get thrown into, you know, kind of that no-man's land. We have to sit out for a period of time. Like, you know, how the NBA is kind of adjudicating all this is uh, it's still a little bit murky. I think they're doing it kind of by, by the seat of their pants in a lot of ways. All right, Chris Mannix, last one, I swear to God, before we let you go, be honest. Uh, in covering the NBA all the years you've covered it, have you ever been uh, have, uh, giving an interview or talking with a player at a practice before a game or whatever and smelled booze on his breath? All right, just just be honest. You could clearly tell the guy was out uh, bending the elbow the night before. Uh, no, not, not booze. I wouldn't. No, I, I can't remember. You can certainly say that marijuana, possibly. Like that, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if that, yeah, I, I think I can, yeah, I, I think that's, whether it's whether or not I smelled it or you've heard about it, that's that's definitely more like that. I can't say that I've, I've smelled booze on, on a guy's breath before or after a game. I'm, I'm blanking on any examples, but I've been in a lot of locker rooms, done this a lot of, a lot of years now, and that's never never really come up. Well, listen, that, and that's also the advantage to the mask. Nobody knows anything now, so it's uh, really good for them. That is true. All right, he is uh, Outkick the Coverages, uh, NBA Insider. He is Chris Mannix. You can get him on Twitter, at SI Chris Mannix. He also covers the league for Sports Illustrated. Uh, does a great job, by the way, on DAZN covering boxing as well, too, Chris. I'm a boxing fan, and I love your work there also. So uh, good, to, good to have you on with us. Thanks, um, This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. We are in for Clay here on Outkick the Coverage uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, and uh, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app as well. So we are going to get into um, into this discussion, Brady Quinn. I think this is an important discussion. Um, Guy Fieri, all right, the man who, who runs Food Network, was a three-year, $80 million extension he got. Three years, $80 million yeah. for Guy Fieri. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, so honestly, I always wonder this about like people like Howard Stern. Okay. Howard Stern, who can generate so many listeners, so many subscribers, he gets paid a boatload of money. Yes. But Guy Fieri has kind of carved out that niche with food. Now, granted, he's lucky that he lives in the U.S., where we have a little bit of a weight problem. Okay, we like our food. We, we like do. tasty food. <laughs> That's a good point. We we like to overeat. Okay, I uh, I'll never forget traveling overseas, and I think I I ordered like one entree, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna need another one. And the guy just shakes his head and goes, Americans. <laughs> and he just walks away, and I was like, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Like, yes, I'm, I'm my bill is gonna be higher. You're probably gonna get tipped more. Maybe not after that snide remark, but either way, 
Uh, he's he's in the perfect place to be if you want to try to be a, a big a piece of the Food Network and drawing viewership and and cool. you know tapping into that uh, sector of of television and enter- entertainment. Like, well, when's I, the last time you went and ordered a salad with steak or chicken on it and you didn't ask for extra steak or chicken? I do it all the time. All oh, the yeah. time. I mean, that's if you don't do that, I'd be disappointed in you. Yeah, listen, I appreciate it. But, but just- so so here's the reality is. You know, it it probably will never make sense in our mind. I mean, hell, going through what we went through the last year, I mean, honestly, like when you look at entertainment, which is what this is, and I mentioned Howard Stern, I talked about Guy Fieri. Look, I've been a professional athlete. And and, and one of the thought processes that you have is you're, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, you go out there, you're playing a game. You're entertaining people. And yes, you know, you're, you're able to like maybe inspire. Like Phil Mickelson's performance this past week was inspirational to some, some of their people. Uh, maybe there's an element of that. But, you know, when, when you're going on your off day to visit sick kids in a hospital, you're looking at a doctor, you're thinking, that doctor might save their life. Like this yeah. person should be compensated more for what they're doing in their job. You know, over the past year, I'm sure there's a lot of parents who had their kids stay home and they tried to homeschool them or do virtual school. And they're probably like, gosh, our teachers should get paid more. <laughs> like, this is such a hard job. And they're dealing with this not only with my kid, but with 20 other some kids. So it's always going to be hard to justify, okay, anything in entertainment as far as what the compensation is. The reality is no one's going to ever be that upset about it where they stop watching, stop going, stop paying for it. So it is what it is. But the reality is Guy Fieri will get paid more per year than Aaron Donald, who's the yes. best defensive player hey, in the look, NFL. Uh, look, and, and I love diners. Uh, uh, was it diners, drive-ins, and dives? Is that what they call I always screw that up. But I love the show. I watch it all the time. I really do. Even though I don't know the name uh, specifically, I do watch the show all the time. I love that he goes to these little places all throughout the country, and he gives them some exposure, and they and they go oh, through. Oh, yeah. It's, Dude, it's, there, it's awesome. There's it really a spot awesome. down here called Le Tub. And, and it, he put it on the map. It's, I'm telling you, it's on the water. It looks like a shack. I swear to you, the service there, they treat you like crap, but they have pretty decent burgers. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be honest with you, their burgers are okay. It's not that great. I think most people who go there are hammered. They're hammered. I mean, they, could, they would eat a Cheeto and think it's a burger at that <laughs> point. And so I think that's where the reviews come from. But because of where it's at, because he was probably down here hitting up a number of restaurants, he goes to La Tub, and now La Tub is viewed as like one of the better burgers down here. When in reality, there's probably 20 places you'd eat better, but wow. everyone who goes there is hammered, so they just co-sign to give it a good Yelp review. But that, but that's the. That, that, by the way, that's the persuasion. That's the the pull that he has. He'll put restaurants. He'll put people on the map. I mean, the big question is, is he a better chef than Roberto, the technical producer of this fine program? Roberto, are you a better cook than Guy Fieri? Hell yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, look at that? that. Look at Guy Fieri. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, uh, it well, almost you, sounds like you a different a, person. You have, a, you have Italian in-laws. How do you not know how to pr- say, what do you say, Fieri? Are you adding a T? Fieri. Yeah. I'm hearing a T in there. Can someone there, help there, me out? There's no T. Guy Fieri. Okay. Yeah, nice listen, there. Look, look, I look, I, you have half the side of your family is How Italian. How would Chris Collinsworth say it? 
I mean, I got to tell you, this Guy Fieri guy, I mean, like, golly, like right when you think bleach blonde tips are out, he brings them back in. Um, but, but Roberto, you're a better cook than Guy Fieri. You, you, you could outcook yeah, him. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah. Good for him. See, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I'm with Roberto. Give him three years and $81 million. That's Roberto, what I, he's got nothing. He's, on, he's got nothing on Gordon Ramsay, by the way. He $220 million, so. Roberto Gordon. sounded about as confident Wait, as Jonas picking the Clippers to win it all. Oh, kiss yeah, my I was just ass. Say, Roberto didn't kiss sound my ass. Hey, you know what? First of all, he didn't sound that not confident. All right, that's an insult to Roberto. All right, I had, I had zero confidence in the Clippers. Roberto, what dish would you make that guy could just not overcome? Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, like beat Bobby Flay head to head. Yeah, come on. Come on, Roberto. A, a short uh, pork short. Uh, rib oh, with, with the oh, with salsa verde, chile verde. Okay. Um, let's see here. <laughs> well, he's, he's, my, he's uh, opening I up mean, a cookbook. My, my, my <laughs> penne vodka sauce, I'll kick his ass with that one too. All right. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. My tacos, yeah. way better tacos uh, than this guy. 100% right. guarantee. Right. I mean, how, how hard is it to make tacos? It's dude. not hard at all. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But you actually, well. you, you do go to get, uh, you told me yesterday that you go to get the, your carne asada marinated. I'm no, disappointed listen, in you, Jonas Knox. Okay, okay, well, first of all. You should be able to do that I, yourself. All right, I don't have yeah, that. Well, okay. Mean, you wait, I've, hold on. I've been you married. You to get it marinated? No, yeah, there's a marinade. They, they marinate it for you and you bring oh, it It's way grill. better if you do it yourself. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You don't do it yourself? No. <sighs> pay me three years, $80 million. I'll do it myself. Until then, kiss my ass. I'll pay nine all right, bucks all right. and go then, get it then done. Are you going to do your, your blonde frosted tips too? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, I don't okay. think that would look good on me. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think that would look good on that's me. That's part of the deal. That's not part with, of the deal. Not not with my frame. I, that wouldn't be a good good look. I look like the, the and, guy from Powder. And Skip's uh, brother is better than Guy Fieri. Yeah, Skip Bayless's brother is a, a well-known uh, chef, yeah. by the way. Rick yeah. Bayless. Yeah. There it is. So, all right. Uh, so, there, I don't feel like we got anything accomplished there. But nonetheless, uh, a fun <laughs> conversation here. Uh, Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Brady Quinn, um, I threw this out there, and and we were going to try and get to your Aaron Rodgers uh, discussion. Unfortunately, Roberto was too busy attacking Guy Fieri for signing a three-year, $80 million contract, so that ate up a lot of time. To be honest, yeah, with you. that and to just trying to understand your pronunciation for a guy's last name, Fieri Whatever. or Fieri, right. as as you say. Yeah, I got I got your guy right here. Um, all right, now here's <laughs> here's the uh, here's the question. Here's the question I want to ask everybody. All right, because I threw this out there, uh, yeah, and, and I've actually I've actually gotten an agreement on this. So Aaron Rodgers and the Jeopardy thing. I think Jeopardy is a game show. Sucks. I think it sucks. All right. I've never been into it. I think it's an uppity, ritzy, sort of uh, arrogant game show where they've got to, you've got to answer with a question. Like, it's so caviar and gated community, and that's not me, and you know that about me, Brady Quinn. So the question is this. Best game show of all time. All right. Best game show oh, of all geez. time. Which one do you got? <laughs> Uh, can, can I go last? I'm not yes. a big right. game show guy, man. I mean, I, I like fair supermarket enough. sweeps, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair, fair enough. All right, all right. So you, so you can go last, Roberto. Best game show of all time. Price is right. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, Bob yeah, Barker good. with the with the skinny mic. By the way, Bob Barker was uh, busy offset. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time, <laughs> big time womanizer. Busy. Yeah, big yeah. time he is. Um, uh, Danny G, is there a be- favorite game show of all time? Oh, I couldn't agree with your take there uh, on Jeopardy more. I like to dumb it down with my game shows. Agreed. Family Feud. All right. That's nice. Good. Yes. And, Family nice. Feud. Together. And our boy Steve Harvey, he has a studio right across the hall from us here in Sherman yes. Oaks. Yeah, uh, Steve Harvey, who Ben Maller is obsessed with. Absolutely obsessed with Steve <laughs> Oh, whenever his Bentley is parked when he's visiting L.A., Maller runs around like trying it to collect is. a pen that Steve really Harvey is. held. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is really <laughs> uh, all right. Dub is in Nashville. Dub, favorite game show of all time? A little off the track, but back in the day, Stump the Schwab was my favorite. Oh, it's a oh, good one. I remember okay. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, it was that Howie was a great Schwab, one. Right? Howie Schwab was the uh, was the host on that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that was awesome. That that's a good one. Uh, Eddie Garcia, favorite game show of all time. Well, this is a great question. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Tic Tac Doe. Tic Tac Doe. What? <laughs> what? Hold on. Where? When? And where was that even being shown? Oh, that was a great uh, CBS game show back in the day. What are you talking oh, about? Fresno. <laughs> yes, it was just broadcast in Fresno. This is not a national show, just, just in one city. Yeah, it was halftime during Bulldog games. Um, I, listen, I, I got to go wheel. I got to go, uh, or excuse me, not Wheel of Fortune, Supermarket Sweep. I'm going Supermarket yeah. Sweep. That's a good one. I, it, it was so much fun. I think, and didn't Guy Fieri actually host the remake of Supermarket? You just League? love saying his name, don't you? I do. I kind of do. Yeah, just because, you know, I can, I can say it. You know, it's just kind of a gift I have. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Brady, we have been talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, Five wide receivers were also no-shows to the OTAs. Not coincidental. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, also a no-show to OTAs. And so the the conversation is like, how is this going to get resolved? But you've identified a common theme here with this situation in Green Bay. Please explain. So in order to understand how we got here, you have to kind of look at how the Green Bay Packers are different than everyone else in the NFL. 32 teams, 31 owners. It's a different structure, right? Uh, they, they have a board. Mark Murphy happens to be their president. He essentially takes on the responsibilities or duties at times to act as their owner. However, in order to get something done in Green Bay, it's a lot more thorough, a little longer process i mean think about for example this dan schneider owner of the washington football team he really encouraged the staff the front office to draft Dwayne haskins in the first round remember that jimmy haslam with johnny manziel that wouldn't operate like that with the green bay packers they don't have an owner that would act like that right so this decision was really to draft jordan love all fell on brian gutenkunst and matt lafleur you know, those are the, the two biggest parties to make that decision. And so the reason why I bring this up is because when there's an issue like this, for example, in Atlanta, Arthur Blank's the owner. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm positive, he's been in touch with Julio. They've had a conversation. Julio's probably voiced his d- displeasure with things. You know, Matt Ryan, who going and talking straight to Arthur Blank about his position and future there. It's different in Green Bay. And that's why, you know, when you go back to, for example, Brett Favre, and obviously I'm sure Brett Favre takes uh, responsibility for some of his indecision as far as when he wanted to retire and come back and all that. But when they made the move to draft Aaron Rodgers, 
it gets that much more difficult to resolve these situations. And, and by the way, that's in whatever fashion that means, right? Whether it's a free agency, whether it's a trade, whatever the case may be. But it becomes more difficult to do that when you don't have one person, one singular person that you're going to that has the authority because they own the team to be able to make that decision and tell everyone else what to do. So, again, when it's, when it's a publicly owned team, right, you can own stock or shares in the Green Bay Packers, it's different. You have a board who then helps to make these decisions, and they're not going to be able to act as swiftly as other owners can, uh, can in those instances. So that's really the biggest difference where when you see how Aaron Rodgers is, is, is conducting himself and handling this, it's because as, as much as he wants to talk to Mark Murphy and Mark Murphy can you know, make some sway or you know, maybe speak on, on his behalf to the board, it, it's more than one person who has to be able to make a decision on you know, how they want to you know, consider you know, things moving forward with either Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback in the short term or Jordan Love. You know, for that matter. And so it's a more complicated process that makes it a more complicated situation. And that's why now you're starting to see a little bit of a snowball effect. Whereas when you're a part of a, a team with one owner who will literally come out and speak to you directly to you, he's the dude who's really signing your checks. Yeah, It's a lot different than when you've got a guy who, represent a, who represents a board, who represents a bunch of shareholders. You, you get what I'm saying? It's it's a lot different uh, process of how this all works, and I think that's why this is starting to get to the point where you've even got wide receivers who are partaking on Aaron Rodgers' behalf. It, well, it, and it almost feels more organized when there's an owner there. You at least know who's who's making, who's calling the shots, who's there. That that's been one of the big gripes. Um, one of the big gripes against boxing in comparison to UFC is that in in the UFC you answer to Dana White. He's the guy making the shots. He's calling all the shots. He's making the moves. He's making the fights. In boxing, WBC, WBO, IBF, this affiliation, this organization here, this fight, got to work it out with this promoter. It just feels like there's a lot, a lot of more moving parts there, so it makes it a little bit difficult. Now, you mentioned LaFleur being part. How much involvement do you think Matt LaFleur had in drafting Jordan Love? Or was it all Gutekunst? No, I don't think it's a hundred percent Gutenkunst. I do think that they've got to have um, they've got to have a good working relationship, so they've got to have an understanding of it. Because ultimately, it's Matt Lafleur's problem now, right? Yeah. He's the one that has to work with them day in day out. He's an offensive mind. He's going to be paying more attention to that side of the football. Uh, much has been made of their relationship in the first place when he first got there. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, when they made this move. I think they had an idea that he wasn't going to be happy about it. I don't know that they knew he was going to become MVP and have all this leverage and then start flexing on them in this way. So, so that's more of, I think, that the issue is their bet was he wasn't going to do what he did last year. I think yeah. Aaron's right in that regard. And, and now, between the drafting of Jordan Love and that MVP season, it puts them in this position where they're going, okay, uh, are, are we, do, we, do we really have enough faith and confidence in our abilities and Jordan Love's abilities to move on from Aaron Rodgers at this point, uh, probably not because they're probably worried about outside or public uh, perception of, of what's going to happen to them this year if they trade Aaron Rodgers and let Jordan Love go in there. They're not going to be a playoff team. You know, It opens the door in the NFC North and the NFC in general for that other team to be in the conference championship game. And, and oh, by the way, 
you may have to sit there and watch like the Patriots fans did. Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know that they want to be in that situation, especially him coming off an MVP season. I mean, can you imagine if, if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else and they win a Super Bowl? If you, are, if you think he's passive-aggressive now, I mean, buckle up, boy. It is going down. He is going to rub it in their face and take shot after shot and be specific. I mean, he, he, of all time, he's the Mount Rushmore of passive-aggressive athletes of all time. Like, I, I would put him easily Mount Rushmore. I, I haven't thought this all the way through, but I can work on that for tomorrow's show, the other three candidates here. Yeah, but that's yeah. how I work, Brady Quinn. That is you true. Know, just stream of conscious here, uh, uh-huh, you know, and uh-huh. I just kind of f- fill in the blanks and, and fill everything out here as we go along. That's how this yeah. works. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's your human radio. nature. I mean, that, yeah. that's, what, that, that's what makes you a man of the people. Absolutely. You know, given that you grew up in a silver spoon-fed environment, Absolutely. you're still <laughs> a, a man point. of the people because you're a stream of conscious. Yeah, yeah. You can still relate to them is essentially yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, d- definitely. Silver spoon all the way. Uh, by the way, uh, Matt Lafleur did talk at Packers or uh, 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 well, the Packers talked yesterday about the development of Jordan Love. Here's what he had to say: I think Jordan is definitely. You can tell he put some work in in this off season on his own. I think the ball is really jumping out of his hands well right now, and you know it's day two of OTAs and all we've really done is thrown routes on air we had some seven on seven but you guys could see that the team periods they're not full speed so we're excited about just some of the progress we've seen with him but certainly there's a there's a long way to go there so that, I mean listen I oh mean, he, he's, so he's so developing. the team periods they they don't look the same well yeah because you're missing five wide receivers <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got David Bakhtiari playing your ex <laughs> because uh, you're missing some wide receivers right yeah yeah that's Antonio, a problem yeah Antonio Freeman's niece uh, is catching passes for the Packers oh, at training yeah. camp because they're you, just you've trying got to figure three out. tight ends in and two yeah. running backs you don't have any wide receivers you practiced goal line the entire yeah. day yesterday at OTAs yeah Jordy Nelson's stunt double uh, is. Uh, is playing the X role uh, for the uh, wide receiver. Look, I, I, here's here's all I'll say about this. I I feel bad for Jordan Love because he did, it's not like he moved up to draft himself. Just like I felt bad for Mitch Trubisky it, when when everyone was giving him a hard time. It's not like he moved up a spot to draft himself. Ryan Pace did. He's the one who drafted him over Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Jordan Love didn't didn't ask for any of this. They moved up. They were aggressive, and they and they drafted him. And now he's got to look around and realize that the players that he's going to depend on if something happens or Rodgers goes down with an injury, these guys have shown him, we don't want to play with you. We want to play with this other guy. And I just don't know how that would make me feel any more confident about my situation here based on, on, on their decision to not show up and just some of the coverage and some of the comments by Aaron Rodgers. Like, I feel bad for Jordan Love. I really do. Well, I mean, look, it's, this comes with the territory, right? When you get drafted to an organization that's traditionally A-drafted well, um, although of recent history, I mean, it, it's still kind of up for the debate, um, has, has a proud tradition, and as you're going to be following a guy who's going to be going to the Hall of Fame, you, you unfortunately inherit this. But, again, it, it's a good problem to have if you're him. Right, you get to sit and watch at least for last year a future Hall of Famer how he goes about doing it, practicing, playing, breaking down opponents, and all that. You're getting compensated well. You're on a five-year guaranteed deal. Um, you know, there's there's all those considerations that you might want to feel bad for him, but the reality is, uh, it's it's still a great position to be in for him. I, I think where you feel bad is you, know, you feel bad that 
you know, the, the media has handled it the way they have because where he's drafted and, and because of just the situation he's in, he'll always be compared to what happened to two previous quarterbacks. Like, yep. for the past 32 years, you had Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Yeah. Like, that's, t- that's a tough act to follow. That, that's, that's the thing where I feel bad for him. Well, it's like uh, the next Steelers coach after Mike Tomlin. Have fun, man. Like, literally, they've had three since Abe Lincoln was four years old. Well, yeah, I, mean, I would they, say we're going to be playing games on Mars before yeah, Mike like, Tomlin will be gone. I, which, which is a whole other discussion. I, I would love to find out, how do they figure out the head coaching position and nobody else can? Like, I, I would love to figure that out at some point. Well, it's the organization. Uh, I mean, look at most geez. stable organizations. They tend to be able to be patient through a bad season or a mediocre season and be able to say, we, we trust our you know, we trust our process. We know it was a down year or it might be a couple you know, years of mediocrity, whatever the case may be. We're going to build back up. Like They're able to identify what the problems are and fix them and move forward. Bad organizations, when they, have, you know, when they lack, you know, don't have much success, they just you know, all of a sudden panic. And they say, we just need to start over again. And, and that's not always the best way of handling things. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. I, I don't – result – I'm going to call it a surprising result, but there's the story in the NFL, and there's the potential of the next player to take over the helm for this current franchise, and the results I think are a little bit surprising. We will have that for you here coming up 15 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, obviously a, uh, a a really, really busy night uh, in the NBA. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, you had three games going on. I mean, why two games in L.A. were being played at the same time? I have no idea. <laughs> two L.A. teams playing at the same time. Doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense, but nope. something tells me that, it, that a, a bigger network might have actually uh, bitched and moaned uh, so that they could get their way so they could get a couple of those games later on. Whatever the case may be, uh, just a busy night in the National Basketball Association, Brady Quinn. That, that is true, but night. the yeah. Lakers get a win last night. They're tied up 1-1. Yeah. Sure uh, they've got to be really, really happy right now, right? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, here's here's and I'm so, I'm so glad you kind of threw it to me here because I have been, um, you know, I have been in Southern California my entire life, virtually my entire life. I lived in, in South Carolina for a short time doing radio. Uh, and, and I'd love to tell you all I did was radio. Unfortunately, I also washed dishes at night uh, a couple nights because, uh, you know, you got to make ends meet and you're starting out in radio. But I've spent majority of my life in Southern California. And so I know a Lakers fan. I know the behavior. I know how they are. People listening on AM 570 LA sports, you know how they are. You're probably one of these. Like you're probably a Laker fan. I also have a big family. So I know what it's like to have older brothers and a younger brother. So I, I, we have a lot of kids in the family. And so because I know that I'm able to identify the fear that goes with being an older brother. Because the fear that you have being an older brother is that one day your younger brother is going to beat your ass. It is, it is a terrifying feeling just thinking, no, 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 I'm the older brother. No way, not going to happen. And I can assure you I had that same fear. And so the reason that I am able to identify what is actually happening when it comes to the Lakers and the Clippers fan bases is because that is actually what's happening now between them. Because you got the Lakers who have been the older brother for all this time. 
and they're terrified at the thought of little brother beating their ass. It was the same thing that happened in the bubble last year. It was the same thing that happened. The, the celebrations when the Clippers lost to the Denver Nuggets, that wasn't celebrating because Laker fans were happy to see them lose. That was relief. They were relieved to see them lose. So when you saw Laker fans celebrating a Game 2 win over the Phoenix Suns with, with LeBron James's prosthetic arm and Chris Paul's bum shoulder and Anthony Davis's uh, 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 one eyebrow, which looks like two caterpillars headbutting each other on his face. Like when you see all of that take place and they're also simultaneously celebrating that Dallas is getting the job done against the Clippers, it's because their hope is that they'll be they'll be accepting a loss. They will accept losing in the NBA playoffs, but they are terrified at the thought that it's the LA Clippers. And that, Brady Quinn, is a breakdown into the psychology of the fear of the Laker ball washers that make up the majority of Southern California. Wow. Yeah. I mean, can we, can we get a round of applause for that? I agree. Or is that not, not going to happen because my boss no. Lakers fans. Not happening. Yeah. No, yeah. not happening. that may. Now, yeah. now, now, Jonas, can I push back a, a minute? Because Chris Mannix did basically come on the show this morning and say, it's over. That series is over. Dallas, it's just a, it's just a, a either a bad what matchup for the, the Clippers. <laughs> Or, or, or Lucas too much, whatever the case may be, he kind of painted a doomsday scenario. Yeah. And, and I think you and I believe the Lakers got some momentum now. Okay? They do. They it's do. 1-1. They got some momentum. Clippers, it's 0-2. It, it feels a little bit more dire circumstances. You really believe that they can come back in this series? I mean, um, do you? Uh, I'm off the air right now. Like my mic is down. We're just talking to each other. Well, I'm assuming I'm not on the air right now. Yeah, the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers have no chance. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, you can go ahead and print the toe tags. It is a wrap. Uh, and, I, I mean, you're depending on a team who's shown no ability to uh, to deal with uh, uh, actual adversity. I don't, I don't see it happening, but now that my mic's back on, yeah, the Clippers are going to win this series, of course. Yeah, well, I was absolutely. just going to say, I mean, I, I believe we have some sound earlier from, or at some point from you talking about the uh, Lakers after losing game one <laughs> and how that series would turn out. I don't believe so. that's the case. I, I don't I, believe I, I, no, I don't I, think I, I ever even talked about it. I think we it. do. Yeah. Did, did we even talk about the Lakers' Sun series after game one? I don't even think we did. I, no? I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even familiar with that. I don't <laughs> is it just one game for the Lakers, or should Laker fans be worried because it's over? Well, listen, um, you know, LeBron James violated uh, NBA protocols by being at a tequila party uh, last week. Uh, and the good news is he won't have to worry about violating NBA protocols for much longer because it's over. Oh, shut your uh, th- mouth. This is over. Yeah. This is a wrap. Yeah, Close the coffin on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Uh, why don't yeah. you guys uh, go ride a bike with no seat to Staples Center? All right, go go have fun with that. Uh, I, listen, I'm not going to be held accountable. Like they're they're clearly a, a nice doctored audio job there and editing in the back yeah, sure uh, by, by the crew. Just un- yeah. unbelievable. You're gonna Just plug the podcast the right now because anybody can go back and listen to the raw feed. Yeah, let me Ooh. tell you something. I feel I feel like the uh, like Julio Jones's agent in the Atlanta Falcons right now. I've been blindsided by the rest of the staff here. <laughs> well, Fox Sports Radio. Well, how do you not think that was going to happen? It's the Lakers gang, man. They're all back <laughs> of course, there. Yeah, that is. They're all back in it studio. Is. Yeah. Look, it is. I, I, you could not have had a worse night. If, if you're a Clippers fan, I don't know how you had a worse night yeah, than it was, what happened it wasn't good. Oh, They should be used to it by now. 
Oh, come yeah, on. You see, go. and again, like, that's what I'm talking Like, this, but bunch this is a problem. Who in the hell grows up in LA being a Clipper fan? This what is a the bunch problem. Of dummies, a guy, guys like Roberto who drive by and throw cigarette butts at homeless people uh, <laughs> and, and because they think they're Clippers. Like, I, like I, think it's, I think it's a terrible way to treat people. And Roberto, I think it's a terrible is this true? Way to treat people. Is this true? No, Speaking of homeless people, that's who the Clippers used to give their extra seats away to that outside is, of the LA sports arena. Fair point. That fair is true. Point. It's kind of yeah. like the Trojans. They give fair up, point. you know. Yeah. Walk on spots for the football that, team there. You, you, you have to okay. admit, Jonas, that with the Clippers' former owner, it does feel like a jinx. You could buy a new car, but if somebody was murdered in that car and the carpet was cleaned really <laughs> well, there was still a murder in the car. If you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, you know, I mean, if you ever seen Pulp Fiction, when you know, when they when they they tried to clean things oh. up, but ultimately they had the to Clippers take it to the always junkyard. Clipper. Of course, of course, we get a Pulp Fiction reference. Well, no, well, where's Backdraft? Where's Jaws? Here, here's well, well. what I will say: when it comes when it comes to the Clippers, here's what I'll say: I grew up a Chicago Cubs fan. Let me tell you something. Like when I, when if you think on the outside when you get to got to the playoffs for a long time that that you know ah oh, man I don't know about the Cubs this year I can assure you there wasn't one single Cub fan who thought they were ever going to win not one not That's one true. at any point That's Brady true. you 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 played for the Browns you know that organization yeah. there is I, something too toxic energy yeah. in and around the building and the fan base that is palpable and I think the Clippers have got it in spades. I, I'm sorry. I remember being there my rookie year. Now that year we went 10 and 6. We didn't make the playoffs. We, we we did win 10 games. But I remember like getting to the ends of games at times and like you know just the way players were, fans were, you could you could feel it. Like you could feel the way they felt. Like they were just waiting for that next bad play to happen. I, and it, it got to the point where I was thinking like I feel like they almost want this. Like they almost they almost want something bad to happen so they have something else to talk about. Like it it's almost like an addiction. Like you you ever like read into people who have a gambling addiction and it's not so much yeah. even the fact that like they're trying to win it back. It's the feeling that they get when they lose. Yeah. Like they actually get addicted to that adrenaline rush, like that feeling and the feeling of thinking that they could win it back or thinking that they need to win it back. Like there's it's a weird thing, man. But yeah, that that def. I think the Clippers they they might have that going on. But can we just go through quickly? But well, I know we got to take a break. But your childhood teams, because you did mention like Chicago Cubs, child, childhood fan. You rooted for the Bears, Cubs, the Boston Celtics, mm, and the Pittsburgh that. Penguins. Celtics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about all that. But yeah, you, like, listen, you might I be can't. the biggest front runner yeah, of any time. people I've, of anyone I've ever met, listen. considering your age, childhood. I mean, think about the Penguins going on a run back then. Yeah, what, what is that? How is that my fault? What the Celtics, the Bay. I'm just saying, like, uh, what do you, you kind of you kind of rooted for a bunch of, like front runners, like you no, rooted let, for some of the best in their respected uh, sports. I mean, listen, I I don't like look me me rooting like I don't have a rooting interest in any of those teams anymore. I'm a broadcast professional, and and the fact that the Celtics, who are the only team that has 17 championships, the Boston Celtics uh, in the NBA. I mean, like a lot of Laker fans and fanboys are going to try and tell you, well, they've got 17. Not really. Minneapolis right. has like five or six of those. All right, so Ooh. I mean, if, what, what are we doing here? You same franchise. Same franchise. I mean, does last year yeah, count? Just, was there an asterisk? I mean, I, I, a half. So I give them 16 and a half. There you go. Okay, and they should feel fortunate. It, they're getting a half. That's still Basically. half more than your Clippers. Yeah. Uh, th- listen, that that's fine. The Clippers tank to play the Mavericks, by the way. Yeah. Well, that was bad strategy. Uh, look again, like this <laughs> through and through. You know, sometimes you think things are going to work out, and they just don't really work out. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you know everybody's been My catfished. Name is Luca. Look, everybody's been catfished. I mean, it happens. That's how this works. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.